Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Greetings and welcome to episode nine of the Arcade Raiders podcast. This is what happens when you give a group of content creators a microphone and an audience. I am Jeremy and with me to help deliver in the shenanigans is my awesome friend, Jesse. Jesse, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm just awesome, I guess. I don't know. It's been a week. How about you, man? Doing pretty good, man. I've had a pretty good week. Uh, work's been pretty good. The games have been good. The streams have been good. Uh, the games. Let the good times roll, man. Oh, yeah. It's just been another hectic week of just like, thank God it's kind of slowed down, but I almost recovered from all the, the prior week of stuff coming out. So it's like, okay, here's your games this week. Yeah. It's like, oh, thank God. At least it's fine calming down. <sighs> yeah, that's the same. I've been, I've just been bouncing around so much this week. I've actually had to turn down six review codes. I just can't do it. I felt really bad and really terrible. I just couldn't. I just, I reached out and was like, guys, I'm really sorry. I it'll be, it'll be a while or I'm going to have to, you know, put this back in the pile. So it felt really bad, but hey, I can't play games 24 hours a day. I wish I could. That'd be amazing, right? Uh, no, I'll, I'll get so bored playing games 24 hours a day. Like, yes, I, my, my job is to play games on stream. But if I'm doing it 24 hours a day, then what am I doing with my life? I'd rather yeah. go outside and do the activity like... <laughs> It's like I have other hobbies besides playing games. Like I take care of my cats, I cook, I built crappy Gundams, <laughs> and, and it's like it's nice to have a little break from it. Like you know, like hey, tonight I'm just gonna play a little bit of game and then I don't know, watch a movie. That that sounds nice. Sometimes you know, I'll do that too. Sometimes I'll just sit around and I'll just ask my son, "Hey, what anime are you watching?" And he'll tell me, and I'll go start watching it. You know, that way we have something to talk about. What anime are you watching? <laughs> um, so just a mixture of stuff. We finished. One Punch Man season two. Oh, which is awesome. Oh my god, dude. That show is so good. It's, um, so great. it's it's just I don't know what all about that. It just makes me so happy that all this bad stuff is going on. These, you know, these monsters are attacking, you know, everybody's dying, you know, these people are, you know, all this stuff. And he just walks up and he's just so calm and he just handles like, business care. and walks yeah. away. Eh, I'm bored. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm bored. My son actually has a shirt of uh, One Punch Man that just says, okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's awesome. So, yeah, that – and this week, I for the Extra Life events that we had last month, I promised that I would make a pizza, and my community got to decide what toppings was on the pizza. So I ended up eating a pizza with Taco Bell fire sauce for the sauce, uh, gummy lifesavers, hot pickles – 
cucumbers, Fruit Loops, and anchovies. So I'm not trying to figure out why would you have like two things of cucumbers and pickles on there? It's like the same thing. Well, okay, so (laughs) we picked um, hot pickles or hot banana peppers, Mm -hmm. and then it was grapes or cucumbers, and cucumbers won out. So, but you know what? You would think that they would. There's a difference, you know. The pickles had, you know, were salty and had a yeah. hot flavor, but the cucumbers were just dull and bland, and it does not mix at all. That's I I couldn't eat the whole thing last night on stream. I actually kind of gagged a few times. It was not good. Those anchovies just leak into everything, and it's just it was not good at all. Well, anchovies um, no, but oil and salt. That's all it is. It's like exactly, yeah. Yeah, my dog ate the anchovies. He thought they were great, and he just like, okay, you know. Well, your awesome. dog has bad taste, I guess. Yeah, he's he's something else. But yeah, that was that was my week. But you know, we did it for the kids for Extra Life for the Arcade Raiders Extra Life event, so it was worth it. So, ladies and gentlemen, friends and enemies, we're here to deliver some of the weekly video game news with our thoughts, commentary, and of course, our excitement. Every week, we like to take a look at the sweet, sweet video game goodness. So it's now time for some Arcade Raiders news with Jesse. Welcome to Arcade Raiders news, guys. Let's take a look at news that this week. Wow, it's only September. There's already news about E3 2020. And it's not a bunch of leaked data again, so thank God. We talked about the ESA before, the Electronic Software Association. They make a lot of decisions for E3 and a lot of other things in the game world like mm-hmm. loot boxes. They decide to propose a deal to rebrand E3 next year. And oh boy. Now, what screens video games? What screens tech? If you said more games are making Sony come out and play, you are dead wrong. Nope. They are proposed to reband E3 as a fan, media, and influencer festival. Wow. Okay, even writing that, I shivered in a bad way. This will split the two types of shows. One day will be industry only, and the rest of the several days will be general mission. They will also be letting 10,000 more attendees in this following year, following the steps of Gamescom we see in Europe. Other changes that include will be an app. Yes, an app, because why not? That will let you make reservations for game demos, entertainment opportunities, and terrible efforts led by high-profile game influencers. Oh, boy, I really... I really don't want to go to E3 now. It's going to be like this. I'm sorry. I come there to, like, I would love to come there to look at games and look at all new tech. Like, oh, my God, you see what Square Enix is doing? And being like a little boy, like, in a candy store, like, oh, boy, where do I go next? Now it's just like I'm getting a chance to get a fast pass to go play a game, and then I can chance to meet PewDiePie. Wow, I really can't wait to go to E3. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I heard about this this week. Number one, I'm never going to E3. Um, After some things that have happened, I think I will just stay away from E3. I have had tons of friends that go to E3 that love it, that have made some good connections, you know, that have have met some really good developers and publishers and kind of, you know, um, networked with those folks. So it's a really good opportunity for some of us, you know, content creators to network with those folks. But when I heard this, I just kind of went... why yeah like what like are i get it they're trying to make it like packs you know more fun for for the normal folk yeah the general public you know um it used to not be that way 
um, but they're trying to make it more fun for the general public. The thing that caught my attention the most in this report was when they started talking about having Disney style lines and fast passes. And even during your stay in that line, they were going to do something, what they were calling Q-tainment. So as they wait in line, there was going to be some marketing and some things for the exhibitors to interact with, with those folks through an app um, to kind of help with those lines that folks were waiting in line for those demos. It doesn't make any freaking sense at this point. It's like, we all come to E3, they come to E3 for the games, for the games. They'll come there to be like, welcome to Disney World. Please (laughs) wait in line for Final Fantasy VII Remake. You are two hours in wait. Yeah. Would you like to play some trivia? Oh, look, it's Cloud dancing around. And all of a sudden, you see a giant guy dressed as Cloud. It's like, yeah. I mean, I just don't see a freaking point and make this more of like an influencer thing. I'm, I'm E3 was always about the tech. I understand they're doing this because they saw the numbers are down from this year, but it is not the right step. Yeah. It's not. No, it's it's not. It's it doesn't. I I, I don't get it. Um, and I feel really bad. You know, people pay thousands of dollars to fly across this world and get hotels and food and souvenirs. And I think it just kind of sucks that we're encouraging them to, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this huge convention. We're going to invite 10,000 more people, but you're going to wait in line the whole time. And I I honestly see some folks not going anymore. I mean, uh, with Sony uh, pulled out, you know, and I'll, I, I bet we see other companies not really wasting a lot of money and a lot of time. I, I hate to say it, we're seeing it in a GameStop. We could be seeing an NFE3 with this going on. <laughs> Wait, um, did e- did GameStop buy ESA? No, <laughs> thank God. Everybody gets a, a reduced item from the Think Geek catalog that nobody wanted. That's been sitting in our warehouses forever. Do you want a five percent discount on some games while you're waiting in line? How about, how, about, the- how about an old Star Wars T-shirt? We couldn't sell to anybody. You know, we couldn't sell them in the stores. It would like a Funko Pop. An obscure Funko Pop that nobody knows, you know? Oh, great. I can't wait to get Lloyd, the bartender from God. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's it's like one of those question things. You got to figure out, like, who was smoking crack in the ESA to propose this deal? <laughs> like, I think, that, I think that shows how kind of disconnected they are with, their, with the general public. They just assume the general public are just going to be lemmings and, you know, go in and... and gobble things up yeah exactly that's that that, to me that's what's happened to pax too is and that's the reason i I might one of the reasons i might not go to pax this this uh winter you know is it's basically turned into a giant sales thing like i don't want to pay hundreds of dollars and then go to a convention and then be expected to pay all this more money like stop it i I don't want to buy any of the junk i just i want to see shows and i want to see that stuff and unfortunately it's that's not what the general public wants obviously and we already have, like, ads over the place. I mean, love of God, E3's a giant ad for future games coming out oh, for yeah. companies. Why would we want more ads everywhere, huh? Well, that's what it's going to be. It's, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to make them so much money because, you know, companies are going to buy all those spots. And I, and so I, I, what I see is this cutainment thing, you know, this app they're talking about, they're going to sell real estate within the app, you know, to like Microsoft and, you know, the companies and stuff like that to advertise. So you're telling me AR should go buy a few like, cute <laughs> entertainment spots. There we go. Yeah, we could get our podcast out there. 
but I, I think it's I think it's interesting. Some people brought out some numbers too. And Gamescom 2019 apparently attracted over 300,000 folks, but E3 last year barely attracted 60 something thousand. That's a big difference, you know? Well, I'm looking at E3 from like 2019. Like this year, I hate to say it, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of crappy, crappy shows, you know? Yeah. Like, granted, there's some big titles. Like we have like Final Fantasy, but like everything else besides like, Microsoft and Nintendo, who let's say let's say Steven Nintendo didn't show up. There's like Treehouse, and we're done. You know. Yeah. Um, I just feel like even EA was like, you know, we're doing a day of early event before even the whole conference starts, like two days early. And what did we give in the EA press conference? We got three hours of bullcrap. <laughs> More anthem. Oh boy, Mario! I can't wait to talk about yeah. anthem again. Huh? But but you know they're 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 looking at paying. You know, one of the things was they say one of the tactics or whatever they're talking about was partnering with influencers, whether that be like YouTubers (laughs) or streamers or celebrities or athletes. And then they put it who are passionate about E3 related social good efforts. Guys. So great. They're going to be passionate with anybody that pays money, you know, and so it. I don't know. I am. Oh, yeah, trust me. I'm I'm very passionate about the Sony water, Mm -mm, the Sony water. It's water. Mm-mm. Mm, tastes like water. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'll see how it ends out. I'm sure we'll come out more. You know, this might have been just like a little test to see what the public would say about this. But a lot of a lot of influencers from what I'm hearing, you know, some of the bigger journalists in the video game industry, um, they're questioning this whole move going, wait, what? Why are you? No, you know, that's not a good idea. Um, so we'll see how they come up with it. But it's still ESA. It, it's still a proposed deal, so it's nothing set in stone. Yeah. So let's hope this doesn't get set in stone here. Uh, let's go on to the next story. Angry Dad Billy Mitchell is back in the news this week. <laughs> Remember Billy Mitchell, a 45-year-old man named Billy, famous for having a high score to Pac-Man Don Kong? Well, he is back, and he is pissed. Twin Galaxies record, arcade record horde decided to toss out his high scores back in April 2018, due to them not being set on the original arcade hardware. Well, Billy decided it's time to lawyer up and is threatening legal action to get his high scores back. Lawyers from Mitchell sent a letter to Twin Galaxies demanding they retract the claims against Billy because Billy, of course, is crying in the corner saying that people are not going to think he's good at the game anymore because his high scores are gone and Tommy's going to beat him and Donkey Kong and Tommy's going to break to all the other 50-year-old men at the pizza place. <laughs> Attorneys always sent demands to get the records because they use Twin Galaxy's source for Billy game high scores. Yeah. First of all, you're 54 years old, your name is Billy. At that point, what's wrong with you? <laughs> your name is Billy. It's Come Bill. Bill. It's Bill or William at this point. You're 54 years old. <laughs> Secondly, I, I, I do see where Twin Galaxies come here. Um, if we look at the speedrunning community and whatnot, sometimes they don't let emulated games on a list, which respects that, you know? Yeah. And I, I, you know, because sometimes the hardware is a lot better. It can, like, runs the game slower, faster. So you want set hardware that everyone else has. So make like, playing field level. Yeah. I think Billy Mitchell needs to, like, just go back to selling his hot sauce and piss off. He's acting like it. You know, he's... He's 54 years old and crying! It's the 15 minutes of fame, man. You know? 
if you were to ask somebody outside of the video game world or, you know, pop culture world or, you know, the eighties nostalgia or nineties nostalgia, if they knew who Billy Mitchell was, nobody would have a clue. Um, some people probably say, isn't he the guy that makes the hair products or something? Um, you know, so nobody's going to know, nobody's gonna know this guy is, I think he's, he's grasping for straws and he, 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 what did he say he was suing over? Um, it wasn't emotional distress, but it was, oh, defamation. Defamation. (laughs) Twin galaxies just defaming his name. Dude, come on now. Calm, calm yourself. But, but no, you're right. Like in the, in the speed run world, dude, emulators are a no, no. Like unless it is a, unless it is an event that, is is sanctioned yes you can use this but Unless on the official games, things yeah let's turn games allow emulation yes they don't which no I yeah why yeah no and some and some of these you know speedrunner groups and whatnot they're like no you play it exactly how it was and that's what you're going to do and that's what you have to practice at and i you got to respect that like if some if that's a rule i'm gonna follow the rules you know now if they made a list you know, if they want to just placate this guy and just say, okay, we're going to put your name back on the list, but you're going to have a giant freaking star next to your name. Asterisk. asterisk. Yeah, an asterisk. And you're not going to be on that list. You're going to be like on a sub list that says, hey, you, he did it, but he played on... Uh, Emulation. Yeah, yeah it's, it's MAME, right? MAME. That yep. called? Yeah, yeah. So, dude, just calm down. And, and like I was telling you earlier, he's going to be at um, a convention here in Texas next month. And um, he hasn't canceled yet, but it's still being billed as um, he's the official Donkey Kong World Championship. <laughs> or wait, sorry. He's the co-creator of the annual Kong Off. That sounds terrible. <laughs> the official Donkey Kong World Championship. The Kong Off. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it says he's the, uh, let's see, proclaimed the video game player of the century. Um yeah, he's, he's includes history's first perfect score on Pac-Man and appearing in 1982 Life magazine, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's famous the world over for his famous sauce. I, I see. I told you it was hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that. I was watching anyway. this uh, True Life a while ago, like a long time ago, and it had Billy Mitchell on there. And you see him going for a ghost tour, like moving his sauce forward in front of competitors. <laughs> I was like, Billy Mitchell's kind of a sleazeball at this point. Yeah. Have you ever seen a King Kong? There's the Don Kong like documentary that happened like a, I want to say a couple years ago. Yeah, I have not. Um, it, it was it called the King of Kong or something like that. King of Kong. Yep. It was yeah, him yeah. and some other guy competing for the highest score. And mm-hmm. Billy Mitchell does this like, it's like, oh, here's video evidence of me getting the highest <laughs> score after some guy pretty much crushed on an actual arcade unit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is legal. And yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm so happy. Yay. It's like, why to be a giant tool? Go back to your, like, basement, Billy. <laughs> Good luck, Billy. I wish you got speed. <laughs> Seriously, if anyone... I'm sorry if your name is Billy and you're, like, over 50, but I'm not. There's only one Billy that can have a Billy over the age of 50. Billy Mays. Or Bill, yeah, Billy Mays. There you go. There you... <laughs> Billy Imagine. Mays is the only one. God bless his soul. <laughs> uh, and a gorgeous Billy kid. Why not? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to our final story. Who is the Discord? It's a lovely thing, and I'm not the same as a partner, but as a user. For a while, Discord offered Discord Nitro, which offers customization options, AMA emojis, and much more for a low cost of $10. That's right, buy your Discord Nitro now. 
But also they offered a small library of games under the Nitro Games. Notice I said offered, past tense. Well, as of October 15th, Discord is continuing Nitro Games catalog. A Discord representative wrote, We've learned a lot from our users over the last year. Through valuable feedback, it became clear while some of, of you love these games, the truth is a vast majority of Nitro subscribers didn't play them. They will still sell games, and the games they pay for will still be there. But in the end, this thing is done. So did you know about Nitro Games at all? I did. Um, so I have a relationship with um, a publisher, and that's how they distributed a few of the game codes to me was through Nitro. Uh, was through Discord Nitro Games. Um, mm -hmm. So I have a few games on there. Um, so I knew about it, and I've actually subscribed to Discord Nitro a few times. I don't see the huge benefits in it. Um, unless you have a community, you know, that's the size of like a ninja or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I do know they have Nitro games. I think for a while there, didn't they give away a few free games as well? But that was kind of it just to kind of get it started. But I have never purchased a game from there at all. Um, yeah, I got offered a key for things like they're only getting at least on there last year, which is uh, kind of like how Pride 13 was where you run around from a killer trying to like escape. Yeah. And I didn't take it. I was like, yeah, the game looked that fun. Plus, it was on Discord, which I thought was very, um, yeah. I had a lot of people that were like, wait, this was a thing? I didn't know about Nitro Games. I was like, no one did, apparently. Yeah, not many people. And even with the game was, I was not very impressed because, yes, they had some games like Red Faction, but I was like, yeah, I already got that. Bioshock, already got that. Sure, Meat Boy, already got that. Nitro Republic, already got that. So yeah. it's a lot of games that I pretty much already had or I didn't want to play again. Like, oh boy, I can play Kingsway or The End is Nigh, even though we got that free of all going Epic Games. I just feel like, yes, it was a nice thing to have, but the library was not as good as, like, let's say, um, Game Pass or EA Access. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I mean, there were a few free games, I think, there. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, it, it wasn't, a ton of stuff and it just wasn't to me it wasn't worth it uh, it was a nice try i mean i think yeah it was a nice idea for discord like hey everybody's using this for video gaming why don't we try this and they tried it you know but at the end of the day you know i'm scrolling through the list right now and you know just starting from the top of the list one two three four five six seven probably about half of the top 20 games have been free on Game Pass, Epic Game, or even, you know, games with Goal or PlayStation Plus or something like that. So, you know, it's it's kind of like one of those things, hey, that's a good idea, but I think they were way too late to the party. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but it seems like maybe it influenced, you know, things like Epic Games to try this out and see how it works. I don't know. Yeah. All in all, great idea. Not very well advertised, in my opinion. Yeah, so, same. Yeah. Well, let's move on to... The good old list of games for game releases of September 23rd. Oh, let's go to the top, guys. Game of Thrones Beyond the Wall has come to iOS and Android. Cat Quest 2 for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Contra Rogue Corps for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. The Surge 2, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Mario Kart Tour for iOS and Android. Code Vein for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Dragon Quest not 11 S for Switch and FIFA 20 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So Dragon Quest. 
Yeah, so the big one on there for me is Dragon Quest Eleven for the Switch. I oh, don't yeah. think I'll get it um, because I have it for PC and I've never yeah. I've never finished it, so um, I, I probably won't. But I'm, I'm tempted because from what I've heard, they've added some content, they have fixed a bunch of content, but they've also reworked their music a bit, from what I understand. So I'm kind of curious about that because it has a really good soundtrack. Um, yeah. But as far as you know, probably rebuying it, I probably won't because that game's a sixty dollars game. Um, it, but from what I've played, I've got about 15 hours into it. It's a really, really good game. It's a really good RPG. Um, and I would suggest like all these smaller indie games. Also, double check to see, because some of these games might be iOS, Apple thing. The new, the Apple um, Game Club. Yeah, uh, App Arcade. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still like, uh, that's in our freaking like ran and a half, but App Arcade. I don't know. How else you play in cloud gaming? But I'm not a fan, but I looked at the list today, and it's a pretty stout list for five game for five bucks a month. If if you're on the go a lot, you don't have Switch. I think it'd be a really great deal. But I just don't play enough mobile games. I I don't like playing on my mobile, you know, on my mobile device. It just doesn't appeal to me. I'd rather have my Switch. Yeah, I don't know. At this point, I'd rather not like take another thing with me. Yeah. And plus, I don't have an Apple thing at all. Yeah, I'm looking oh. at the list right here. You got like Shantae, of course, and hmm, I'm looking around and see if anything pops my eye a little bit. Yeah, there's like 70 Shantae. games or so. I thought Cat Quest was one of them. I could be wrong. Uh, look at the list right now. Uh, yeah, there's a few games in here I might just like, you know, you know, try a little bit like Hot Lava. Uh, I'm like looking at the whole list too. It's like there's a huge. Uh, yeah, Cat Quest is on here. There it is. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, Cat Quest was a really, really. F- it was kind of a trippy, fun game. If you like cats, I highly recommend it. <laughs> oh, you know I do. Yeah, you and I might, I might try Code Vein. It looks very anime, and yeah, it keeps interest. I think more like Dark Souls, so yeah. Yeah, it's it's That's, very Souls looking. As we got two like Dark Souls head games here with Surge Two, and uh, Surge One was very um meh. Yeah, but, I never played the Surge. I watched it played a few times, and I just meh. I'm good. Yeah, I don't better play Dark Souls at that point. It's like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, but two looks pretty tight. So maybe, I don't know. Anyway, guys, it's that time to talk about the free stuff. Guys, Epic Sword till a 26. You can get a crap ton of games. That's right. You can get Batman Arkham Asylum, a Batman Arkham City, Batman Arkham Knight, Lego Batman, Lego Batman 2, and Lego Batman 3 in honor of the Bats. 80th year wow oh so that's yeah I'll that's a good deal that honestly is fantastic now. like arkham city and arkham sound are just so awesome mm-hmm. you want something to kind of chill out to i like the games they're pretty fun uh night was really good too i loved i loved all those games i loved asylum city origins night i loved all of them i think they were all fantastic games um, and if you can get this whole collection for free and then get the Lego games, the Lego Batmans were really pretty fun. They are pretty fun. It's a perfect mess around game, too, where it's like, eh, yeah, I'll spend like a few levels in here. All of a sudden, it's like 2 a.m. And it's like, no, I need to get all like true hero <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a good deal. I would highly recommend any of them. Steady. They're all just fantastic. Excellent voice acting. Just really good games. Uh, Asylum was really good. Asylum wasn't a very long game. I mean, you could probably beat it in, I don't know, 15, 20 hours or so. 
Um, yeah, about 10 hours. Night was really good. I almost 100%ed Night on the PlayStation. Haven't played Night yet because I was kind of sketchy on the PC side because, uh-huh. you know, there's a whole thing where it's killing graphics cards. Sounds like, eh, or the CPUs. I was like, eh, no, <laughs> no, don't want to trust it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, I'd recommend it, man. Like, I think yeah. you'd like it. Oh, okay. I might as well say goodbye to my computer. If I'm not here next week, you know why. Yeah. Arkham Knight killed my computer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to do for this week of news and releases. We'll be back next week with more news desks. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, this is a segment of the show in which we take a letter or note from a gamer out there and discuss their question or topic. Well, hopefully we answer a question. Sometimes we get off on tangents, just like I'm doing now. So typically we're not sure, but let's continue and give it a try. This question comes from Prime Gamer. Yo, Raiders, I've been thinking a lot about the next generation consoles. We all know about the console wars, um, but in the end, I totally feel you play what makes you happy. I agree, Prime Gamer. I, for one, uh, was in love with SNES as it, as it was where I discovered RPGs and how amazing they are. To me, it encompasses an age in which I discovered so many stories that contributed to my base of playing video games. The question for you is, which console defines your video game awakening? And which is your favorite? Uh, which is your favorite and what game defines that system for you? Enjoy your day. I got a feeling this is a kind of theme question because we have a game release on today. Oh, dear God. <laughs> that's a, yeah, so that's a pretty, that's a really good question. Um, it is. There's, there's, there's one system, at least one system, that I think every gamer can say, that was what I cut my teeth on. That is what gave me, you know, my, my powers, basically, my passion. Um, there is that one system that everybody has that, you know, where they got as a gift or they got used you know, or if it was brand new. Um, but there's that one system that typically everybody has. And, you know, it depends on the age of the person. And, and de- you know, depending on what game was popular at the time and how old they were, and, you know, whether it's the 80s or 90s or early 2000s or whatever, um, everybody has that one system in which defines like their awakening. Um, hint, hint. Um, that's in yeah. reference to something that comes out that came out today. Um, so, what is your favorite system or what system defines you and was basically your awakening? What system said, Hey, this is cool. This is, I want to do this forever. This brings me so much joy. Um, and this is, this is my passion and this is what makes me happy. Uh, what, what system was that? And then what game for that system really just, uh, just made you just feel, I love this. This is awesome. You're asking me to pick my favorite child here. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's like a life or death situation. One of my, cha- one of my children is going to die. You don't want to be saved. You're just going to be like, look at me like, you monster. You're a horrible person. <laughs> ah, I, I, I don't know. It's like, I hardly even choose. Like, do I pick like something that I was like, this is mine and I'm happy I'm playing it. But I picked the one time I just felt like I could play this game all day and I did. Or, or what system what system 
did it for you? Like what system could you not put down, did it for you, made you so happy, brought you so much joy? And then what games along with that system really did it for you? Oh, it has to be a game from this one because I can't choose this one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Super Nintendo because this is my first system I like actually had. Okay. I had my NES from my mom and whatnot, and I was like kind of nice from her. And I had a Game Boy, and I was like, yes, it's fun and all. But then I was old enough, I bought my first Super Nintendo. I was like, okay. I remember getting home, and I was like, oh, I'm boxed. I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be so freaking tits. Uh, Mom's like, wash your mouth. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so, so you basically grew up like Cartman. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I pretty much grew up like Cartman, like, <laughs> except with a lot more issues and not as fat, but more heavily plumped. Uh, so um, I would say the game that the game that pretty much defined, like, who I am or what defined a console was a little gem called ActRaiser. Now, oh, yeah. a little history lesson. This was created by Enix, which then became part of Square Enix. Yeah. You see what happened there? This game was so awesome. If you've ever played it, ever seen it. It no, no, cool. yeah, I remember the cover. It had like a lightning storm on it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're a big fan of Nick Arcade back then, you saw this game get, like, destroy kids constantly. And you're like, yeah. these kids are dumb. And I started playing it going, those kids are dumb. Because it's part, like, action platform where you play as, like, this hero. And you just kind of slash through, like, monsters and demons and stuff like that. Then it's one part city builder. We're trying to build a city, defend against demons, and give the people what they want, like, through offerings and blessings. Yeah. And it gets so freaking dark. And I was like, this game is so awesome. And I remember playing it. I remember getting for all the levels that kids had problems with on Nick Arcade. And I'm like, ha ha ha, take that, Billy. <laughs> Wait, Billy Mitchell? <laughs> oh, no, I think he was too old. They took her down and gone there. Who knows? He's a big head. Um, and then, of course, I got thrown like my side, my side piece here, Legend of Zelda, a link to the past because that's where I pretty much like love like playing games i play a game constantly i was always finding new ways even for their strategy guides i play a Vela strategy guide i remember digging for that one forest trying to find the where the flute is for like three hours straight because back in the day we had no strategy guides we did but my mom was out and check up 30 bucks for a strategy guide oh yeah no yeah or so so your mom wouldn't be the one either that would spend 4.99 an hour and Call that number in the back of Nintendo Power? <laughs> no, like, she was way too, like, hate to say it, she was kind of, like, paranoid. She thought the government oh, would get our number yeah. for some reason. I was like, oh, great. So I guess it's no on that part. So it's all <laughs> that whole, like, you got to go to your uh, men's school, overhear kids talking, and then you realize they don't want to talk to those kids. We kind of nose down your pink, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, go here, get the ice rod. Got it. And, yeah. I mean... That would find me in my Nintendo, which I love playing Zelda today. And I always talk day by act razor. I hope there's a second one coming soon, but it's probably not going to happen. <sighs> Sorry, I'm, I'm about the nerd over here with talking to act razor and links to the past. So, okay, Jeremy, take over for this. What's your defining console in game? Whew. So, yeah, so I, I do have a system that was basically my video game awakening or, you know, but when I really found out that, hey, this is this is amazing. This is probably one of the coolest things in the entire world. And this is something that I'm I'm passionate about and I love doing. And it brings me so much joy to play these games and get involved with these characters, get involved with these quests and stories. And for me, that was the um, Nintendo. Um, and it is it seems very cliche, but um, we grew up pretty poor. So I got a Nintendo a few years later than everybody else. So I think it was probably about 89-ish or so. Um, I got... 
a Nintendo, maybe it was about 90. Anyway, um, so I got a Nintendo for Christmas and it was supposed to be for the whole family, right? No, nope. I was the only one that ever played it. Nobody yeah. else wanted to play it. And this is how poor I was. I actually had a black and white TV in my bedroom and that's what I plugged it up to. So that was my first time that I really was like, oh man, this is amazing. And then, you know, I got every now and then I'd get to hook it up to my big TV. And the reason I got to hook it up is because I was the only one that understood coax cable and stuff like that. <laughs> so everybody was too afraid to touch the TV, you know, too afraid to touch the TV because they were afraid they're going to break it. So the Nintendo was mine and um, it eventually, somebody ended up breaking the Nintendo and I was just heartbroken, like heart, oh. heart, heartbroken that they broke it. And you know, that was about the time that I, you know, I got a Sega Genesis, but I was so heartbroken. I didn't want the Sega. Like I wanted the Nintendo. I didn't want Sonic. I wanted Mario. I wanted Zelda. And um, it was kind of a bummer. But the games that I remember, I had a, I had a handful of games that really always were my go-tos and always the things that I played so much and really made me passionate about games. Uh, the first one was Mario Brothers 3. Mario Brothers 3 is a fantastic story. Oh, it's, it's a fantastic so game. good. It is good. It's to me, it's as close to perfection as I've ever seen in a video game. And people disagree with me all the time. You know, it's it's in a genre of its own, in my opinion. It is. Um, so it was Mario Brothers 3. It was Mike Tyson's punch out. It was bases loaded. Um, I don't play a ton of sports games, but bases loaded was one of my favorite games. I just loved it, uh, mainly because I wasn't really good at sports. So that was my way of playing a sport, you know, before esports was popular. Um, yeah. and then of course the other game that I loved was, um, that really made me love adventure games and really sparked my passion for RPGs and adventure games was Goonies 2. Goonies so, 2? Goonies what? 2. Yeah. I didn't know if that, that's kind of an obscure game that not a lot of people know about, but Goonies 2 was my game. And I remember staying up all late tonight. I never beat it as a kid, but Goonies 2, um, was my jam and it was fantastic. Um, and it was something about exploring with Mikey and Bran, you know, and Mouth and all those, all those characters in the game that really is like, you know, this is awesome. This is what I want to do. And this is, I want to play for the rest of my life. And so that, so the Nintendo really was my system. Now, I think there are other systems, like you said, it's like choosing your favorite child. You know, yeah. there's basically one game in every system that really has been like, you know, what, that's perfection. That's perfection to me. And that's perfect. Um, so, but Nintendo is always going to be my... The, always going to be my my go-to man that's that's what started it for me and unfortunately it was broken <laughs> by a family member um but that really did you got me going. that was my did awakening you name did you what's that did you follow who did you get the uh, name did you put kind of. i don't know exactly who it was but i have a feeling i know who it was oh i see i see your pacemakers go why don't we break that for you no problem <laughs> <laughs> jerry's hey, like now not anymore jerk no, yeah, oh, I mean, it was fine. Break. We got a Sega Genesis shortly after. So, you know, then I got it's some Nintendo with all it's those. It, it wasn't the same. It was not the same. And, you know, it wasn't until years later that I actually met my wife in high school that, you know, we were hanging out one day and she knew I liked video games. And um, she actually in high school um, or as I was graduating high school, she brought me a she bought me a PlayStation, a PS1. And um, little did I know she she didn't like the PlayStation. And then one day we were hanging out. She was like, oh, hey, let's play video games. I'm like, well, the PlayStation's not here. And she said, oh, I can bring out my old NES. She had an old NES and like 50 games that were just in a box. And so we, you know, for like three straight days, yeah, that's weekend, we played NES games. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was like, you know what? You're, you're awesome. I, I, I'm in love with you. <laughs> 
Um, and we still have her Nintendo today. Like we still pull it out and then we have all our games and her NES. Uh, her mom saved all that for her and we have all the original stuff. Um, we even have the um, two versions of the of the Duck Hunt gun. We have the all gray one and then the orange and gray one. Lucky it's so. the all gray one. God. Yep. So that was kind of my awakening. And um that was that's it, man. That just it's I that question kind of hit home for me this week, you know, especially with all the people talking about the new consoles coming out. And I heard an article read an article the other day about the console wars. And I was like, you know what? What was that console that really did it for me? And that's you know, that's so the question was really good. So Prime Gamer, thank you so much for that. And thanks for listening to the podcast. We truly, truly appreciate you. It's time for my favorite segment of the week. What's tickling your funny bits? Each week, we also like to discuss the newer, even old games that we're playing, or what we like to call tickling our funny bits. Jesse, what games are tickling your funny bits this week? I'm back to Legend of Zelda Link to the Past Randomizer, and that's all I really need in the world. Uh, you don't know what that is. They change up all the item locations and like what boss you need to go and defeat Ganon, because all you really need is seven crystals. So your mission is pretty much try to get the Dark World, go to Seven Crystals, and defeat Ganon as fast as you can. Uh, my first run, my D-Rust run of the year, which I but I suck, um, I got took me two hours at least to get to the, the third boss. And I was like, yep, yeah, uh, I'm going to call this game beat my ass again, which <laughs> is, it sucks because I hate giving up. But I was like, yeah, I, I'm confused. I don't know where I'm going here because sometimes you got to obey logic. And sometimes logic is not in your favor where you're like, okay, where do they go next? I need to go here. I got the hammer. I can't really go to Pallet of Darkness yet on a lantern. So I need to go over here, hope for some good item. Maybe I can go to Catfish and try to drop a rock in there. Or maybe I can go to freaking this one area and hope for something. And sometimes you just get really lucky. And it's like, oh, I got silver arrows and the bow. Well, I guess I win kind of. <laughs> and, you know, they kind of like rank everything to be in quality of life items like Land's quality of life, which. No, it's needed because you try to run areas dark. It's impossible. It's hard. Um, as well as I tried out Session. You don't know what Session is. That is a new type of skateboarding game, kind of like an homage of skate. And even for being early access, that game is rough. Really? Okay, see, have you ever played Skate? Yeah, I remember playing it, you know, the first Skate a long time ago. Was it for PlayStation? Okay, yeah. It was for PlayStation Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, you know how you turn the game? Like, you have your joystick for turning and one for doing tricks? Yeah. Scrap all of that. So, you use your left trigger, right trigger turn, and then each of your joysticks is a foot. So oh, you wow. Want, so, they pretty much said, okay, here's a pretty good wheel right here, but let's add on, like, some squares. So they pretty much were trying to reinvent the wheel and it just got way too convoluted. And I just felt like it was a little too much. And even for being early access, I was like, nah, I don't even want to play more of this. I was so hyped to try it out. But it was just like, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, yeah. It's a, it's a skateboarding game. It's kind but of a bummer, then, too, when you expect a lot out of a game like that, you know? It, it is, yeah. But early access, 20 bucks. I wasn't, like, too, like, upset. Mm, yeah, for sure. But then I got in the Borderlands 3, and Ooh. oh, I was, I'm was i so glad it's it's good. It's not great. It's good. Yeah. And it's like, I picked Flack, because I was like, okay, I'll run Beastmaster this time. Try it out. And I'm enjoying it. I love the, how more the combat feels like I'm like a little more fluid. Um, 
definitely a lot of good quality of life tweaks, which were needed. Yeah, it was definitely needed. I kind of wish the writing was a little more like how two was, because the writing in two was downright hilarious, and it just felt like this one writing's okay, but not as good as two writing, but it runs better than two. But that's what's tickling it and also poking and <laughs> punching my funny bits. <laughs> Jeremy, what is tickling your funny bits? So I am in love with Greedfall. Um, <laughs> I think I think Greedfall is actually pushing uh, one of my games of the year. Um, nice. it, it's it's so good, man. It's 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 just this amalgam of games, and it makes me happy. It is, you know, it's original Bioware games. You know, original Dragon Dragon Age to me. It's Assassin's Creed, um, Fable. Um, it has all those aspects of all these amazing games I've loved, and all these amazing RPGs. Um, and I love exploring and finding new stuff. Um, I, there are a few negatives that I've seen people complain about, but you know what? I can look past those negatives and I think it's a fantastic game. And I was even watching a streamer this morning and even he was saying this is potentially his game of the year. And he, I mean, he's put in, I think he's on his second playthrough. I think he's playing, he played through the first time easy and now he's playing through on the hardest level. And even he said, I think this is potentially my game of the year. Let's just say he stopped playing Borderlands 3 um to play more greedfall he hasn't touched borderlands 3 in like three days on stream um he's just been playing greedfall like it's 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 really fun to watch and um so i've been playing a lot of greedfall i've been digging it uh borderlands 3 i also got um borderlands 3 is really fun on a nice um graphics card on a nice monitor or even a tv borderlands 3 is probably one of the most beautiful games i've ever seen um you're right it's not great the um writing seems to be a little off um, it, I don't know it, what it is. It seems like it's like it's trying too hard. Like it just doesn't flow out. Um, I think that's the only thing. I don't. That's kind of weird to say. And no, I guess no, no, no. you know, it, I guess elitist it, of me. But no, no, it makes sense because Borderlands Two it had amazing writing, hands down. Like you know, you knew who Hans Jack was based oh, yeah. on his writing. You yeah. knew who Tans was based on her writing. Yeah. You knew like Claptrap was being annoying as hell based on his writing. It just felt like all the writing was toned down a bit more. Yeah, but with more visual improvements overall. Oh, a lot of quality of life improvements. Um, number one, you can walk up to an ammo. Um, you can yes. walk up to an ammo and just hit it's hit a button and, and it refills all and your health too. Which I'm like, yes, that's the best thing. <laughs> you don't have to hit you know a button to pick up ammo. It's so good. Um, so it's it's good. I like it. I'm probably I just left. I think I hit level twelve. Okay. But I hit a wall to where my weapons were really not doing as much damage as I needed to, so I had to go back to side quests. Um, but I, I think I'm geared now to where I can go back and do it. And I'm doing pretty good damage. Um, so I made it to the... Who would you pick? I'll just take the second part of the game. Um, I picked Flak. I yes! really I used, um, Yeah, I used the Mac for Borderlands mm -hmm. 2. Yeah, for Borderlands 2. Mac I used Manager. the Mac. I oh, really yeah. liked it. Um, so I wanted to go this one. This one... There's some really cool abilities. Like, I'm really digging the game. I didn't think I would like it, and I was on the fence, but I'm glad I got it. Um, the same. There's just some things that have they've made so much better. Yeah. Um, but I think at this point, we're expecting we're expecting them to top Handsome Jack, and I don't think you can. I don't think you can top that character in that writing. I think um, that's a good question for this podcast if someone wants to submit that. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely submit it. I just don't uh, think I don't think you can top Handsome Jack in, in Borderlands you 2. You can't. You can't. Um, 
and, and just just how it just kind of gelled. But I'm I'm want to see the rest of the story. I've heard the story was really good. Um, a lot of people are really still digging it, still playing it. They're actually adding. I read to this morning that they're adding a Halloween event into it. Oh, I know for next month. So it's going to be cool. I'm really excited about it. And of course, the last game that's tickling my funny bits, or that will be tickling my funny bits right after this podcast, is um, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. In my hot little hand, I own a copy of it, and then this awesome, amazing Link's Awakening amiibo that I'm debating opening it. So the amiibo apparently gives you um, summon the deadly Dark Link into your chamber dungeons. Um, so I'm not too sure what that looks like, but you know how you can you can play and go through dungeons, basically create your own dungeons and challenge people to it. So I'm pretty excited about it. That is what has been tickling my funny bits for this week. friends we've come to the end of our show so this part of the show is where we sell out and inform you amazing folks find us anywhere on the interwebs jesse sell it out guys you can come follow me on mix.com slash tapper we're playing games pretty much every day of the week not sure we're playing this week probably more borderlands <laughs> you can come follow me on twitter twitter.com slash tapper where you can see and post somewhat regularly hopefully and you can come join my discord discord.gg slash and join discord report to the news desk and also post on our meme channel we do love the dankest memes and also the the greatest of news jury where can we find you at yeah, guys, you can find me all over the internet as well, as I am a content creator, just like Attack Burger here. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Mr. Skyroby. That's M-R-S-K-Y-R-O-B-I. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Skyroby. I do stream several times a week, um, different types of games and mostly RPGs, but um, that's where I create my content and that's where we have a good time. So come hang out with us sometimes, folks. Come give us some love and show some support and... That does it for our time this week. Remember our goal here at the Arcade Raiders podcast is to deliver our unique perspective into the video gaming world with random musings and discussion. Until we meet again, enjoy playing those games. <laughs>